congestive heart failure. That's an old person disease, right? I might have expected to hear this diagnosis while accompanying my grandmother to a doctor's appointment, but I never expected these words to describe my three-month-old baby boy. Welcome to episode 52 of Redeeming the Chaos. I'm your host, Laurie Christine. I am a mom of four boys, an author, a Bible teacher, and a certified biblical parenting coach. This is the podcast for moms who may feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising boys. If you want your boys to grow up to be strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus, this show is for you. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. So I realized that after two years of podcasting that I have never really shared my personal story of how my oldest son was born with a congenital heart condition. So I would love to tell you that story today, and I hope that you're encouraged by God's work through the situation. Um, It's a story of heartache, of healing, and of hope. So I'll start back at the beginning after a three-month well check. This was my my very first son, Elliot. After a three-month well check, we learned that our oldest son had been born with a rare congenital heart defect called double outlet right ventricle, and abbreviated it is D-O-R-V. So basically, his aorta and pulmonary artery were both coming out of the same side of his heart, and then there was a large hole between his ventricles. So uh, to explain it simply in non-medical terms, Elliot's red blood, which is full of oxygen, and his blue blood, which does not have oxygen, were mixing together. And so his lungs were working too hard and his little heart could not pump enough oxygen to his body. So his heart was failing and surgery was imminent. Um, We found out that he would have to have surgery when he was... He was three months old when we found out, and by the time he was four months old, he had had his first open-heart surgery. Now, we didn't know it at the time, but Elliot would end up needing not one, but four open-heart surgeries before his fifth birthday. So you never really think that you will be that family. When you see friends going through a difficult situation, it's easy to secretly breathe a sigh of relief and think, oh, I'm glad that wasn't me. I could never handle something like that. And yet, when it is you, when life doesn't turn out exactly as you had hoped, when you are the one that received that dreaded phone call or the bad news, somehow everything is different. So Elliot's first surgery took place when he was only four months old. And then his second surgery was when he was one year old and then two years old and then four and a half years old, almost five. And before each surgery, we were told, now this will be the last one. And then we would find out that another surgery was needed after that. So I was definitely tempted at times to trust more in the surgeons than in God. I knew that the surgeons desired to fix Elliot's heart. They wanted the same outcome that I did. And the question was whether or not they had the ability to repair his heart. God, on the other hand, being all-powerful, I knew that he was able to heal Elliot and to repair his heart and to give the ability to the surgeons. But whether or not he would, I didn't know. 
So I knew that the surgeons would if they could. And I knew that God could if he would. But God isn't only all powerful. He's also loving and he is good. And so I had no choice but to continue trusting in God and the only one that I knew could ultimately heal my baby. Now, in this episode, I am not going to go into all of the details of his four heart surgeries and how we found a new cardiologist and how we ended up going to a new hospital eight hours away in Boston and all of those details. I actually have a older blog post. It was not a podcast episode, but it was a a blog post. And I will link to that in the show notes. And I detailed all of the events of of Elliot's heart surgeries in that post. So I will have a link in the show notes. Um, You can go to lauriechristine.com slash 52. And you can find the show notes for this episode. And I'll have um, additional links for you there. So I'll continue with the story. I know that many people have gone through much worse situations that I have. And I know others of you may listen to my story and look at the pictures of my baby hooked up to endless tubes and wires and machines and think, I'm glad it wasn't me. I could never handle something like that. And you wouldn't believe how many people said that to me as we were going through this difficult situation. Oh my goodness, I could never handle something like that. I don't know how you do it. But the truth is, God puts us all into situations that he knows we can't handle because he wants us to cling to him. I am sure you've heard the saying that God will never give you more than you can handle. Well, guess what? It's not true. And that's not even in the Bible. God absolutely gives us more than we can handle on our own so that we will learn to trust his power and his goodness and that his name might be glorified through all of it. So before we knew about Elliot's heart condition, I would have said also, oh, I could never handle something like that. I could never go through something like that. But God gives grace and strength exactly when we need it. So as I look back on each of Elliot's heart surgeries, I believe that it was God's grace protecting us from knowing too much at one time. I think if the doctors had told us from the very beginning that Elliot would need four heart surgeries, I think I would have been very overwhelmed and full of despair. But God, in his mercy, chose to allow us to know only the next step of our journey. He showed us the next challenge when we needed to see it, when we needed to know what was going to happen next. And he gave us the grace to walk through that one step at a time. Um, It reminded me of the Israelites in the wilderness who had to trust God to provide manna for them one day at a time. And in the same way, he gave us, my husband and I and my family, exactly what we needed for each step of the journey. No less and no more. Now, I'm not saying that it was easy. I'm not saying that we weren't scared. There were definitely times that we didn't know what the outcome of Elliot's life would be. We didn't know what God's will was for his life. But the peace of God was greater than our fears. During those years, I had printed out a collection of scripture passages from the Bible that I memorized and recited over and over again. And I would remind myself of God's promises. So for example, in Psalm 41, 10, it says, don't be afraid, I am with you. In Psalm 23, 4, the psalmist says, I won't be afraid because you, God, are close beside me. 
And in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it talks about not being anxious. It says, don't be anxious about anything because God will give you his peace. So many times throughout the Bible, God commands us not to fear. But why? Is it because there's nothing to be afraid of? Is it because he's going to take away all of our problems? Time after time, the reason God says that we don't need to fear is because he is with us. Because God is with me, I am strong. Because God is with me, I have overwhelming peace. Because God is with me, I will take the next step and breathe the next breath. God promises that he will never leave me and he will walk with me and hold my hand and carry me when I can't walk any further. And we definitely felt God's peace through those years of heartache and not knowing what was going to happen to Elliot and in and out of the hospitals and lots of appointments and all of those things. Um, I have included a set of printable verse cards in the show notes for you guys that all focus on not being afraid. And a lot of these are the verses that I had actually printed out myself. I glued them on construction paper and I made them look pretty and I kept them in a little stack and I would go through them every day and I would read the verses and I would memorize them and I would meditate on them. So if you would like a copy of those printable verse cards, you can go to the show notes, lauriechristine.com slash 52, and you can download a set of those free printable verse cards. And they all focus on the topic of don't be afraid. Don't worry. God, God is with you. So as I mentioned before, I am not going to go into all of the medical details of Elliot's journey, but I will say that during his third open heart surgery, the doctors at Boston Children's Hospital were finally able to repair Elliot's heart. So despite the ups and downs of Elliot's first five years of life, his most recent seven years of life have been relatively uneventful from a cardiac standpoint for which we are so thankful and we give all the praise to God. Elliot is now doing very well. Um, In this episode, it's 2022. He just turned 12. So Elliot is doing really well from a cardiac standpoint, and he has very few restrictions on activities that he's allowed to do. Um, And at 12 years old, he is funny, he's smart, he's kind, and He loves building Legos, solving Rubik's Cubes, reading, drawing, and taking apart electronic equipment. So Elliot continues to see the cardiologist every six months, and he gets an echocardiogram, which is like an ultrasound of the heart, and as well as an EKG and a checkup and things like that. So even though all has been quiet for several years, Elliot will likely need additional surgeries and procedures in the future. Um, As he grows, parts of his heart may need to be replaced or repaired. So we just, we don't know. Right now, we are so thankful for his um, healthy heart, but we are still continuing to trust God for what is down the road. Sometimes if I allow my mind to wander down the paths of what if, I sometimes feel anxiety creeping back into my heart. And at those times, I turn back to the only place that I know to go for true comfort, the word of God. I fix my eyes on Jesus and I remind myself of God's promises. Only God knows his plan for Elliot's life. And my job is to continue trusting that God's plan and his care are best. So I don't know if any of you have ever read the book, Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. And it's a one of my favorite books from a long time ago, and it has really encouraged me. But there was a quote in that book that says, uh, the sweetest part of life 
with Christ is the rest which full identification with Christ brings. I am no longer anxious about anything, for he, Christ, I know, is able to carry out his will, and his will is mine. It makes no difference where he places me or how. That is rather for him to consider than for me. For in the easiest position, he must give me his grace. And in the most difficult, his grace is sufficient. So if God should place me in serious perplexity, must he not give me much guidance? In positions of great difficulty, much grace. In circumstances of great pressure and trials, much strength. No fear that his resources will prove unequal to the emergency. And his resources are mine, for he is mine and is with me and dwells in me. So I just love that encouragement of, you know, it doesn't matter where God places me. It doesn't matter what trials he brings. I need his grace. Even if things are going really well, even if things are really difficult, I am dependent on his grace for everything. So when Elliot was very little... I had to trust God with his heart, with his physical heart. But you know what? Nothing has really changed. Back then, I was trusting God to heal Elliot's physical heart. But today, as Elliot grows into a young man, I have to trust God with his spiritual heart. And it's not always easy. In fact, sometimes it's one of the hardest things that we do as moms, putting our children into the hands of God. But God loves our boys more than we ever could. He knows what's best for them, and he's working to draw them to himself. So I know we talk a lot on this podcast about our responsibility as moms to teach our boys the word of God and to train them to live courageously for God's kingdom. But in the end, only God has the power to save. Only God can change the hearts of our boys. So I know I barely scratched the surface with all of the details and the ups and downs of Elliot's heart story. And I mentioned earlier that if you're the kind of person who loves to know all of the medical details and um, just wanna, wants to hear the rest of the story, I will have a link in the show notes to a blog post that I that I wrote detailing the events of his four surgeries. Um, I will also have some pictures from a few of Elliot's um, hospital stays and things like that. If you would like to check those out, just go to lauriechristine.com forward slash 52. And I will warn you, though, some of the pictures of him in the hospital with tubes and wires coming from his chest may be a little disturbing to some people. So anyway, just wanted to warn you that if that is something that might be disturbing, maybe um, maybe don't check out some of those pictures. Another cool thing that happened after Elliot's third heart surgery was that our family was interviewed for the local newspaper. And it was a Thanksgiving special, and we had an opportunity to share how God had answered our prayers for Elliot's healing. And I will also have a link to that newspaper article in the show notes, and there was a video interview as well. Now, just to wrap up our episode today, I just wanted to clarify something for you guys. I hesitate sometimes to say that we are so thankful for God's faithfulness in healing Elliot, that God healed Elliot and God is so faithful and God was so faithful to do that. Now, don't get me wrong, we are absolutely thankful that God chose to heal Elliot. And we are also absolutely thankful for God's faithfulness, but God's faithfulness is not dependent on whether or not our son made it safely through surgery. God is faithful no matter what. Even if Elliot's story had ended very differently, God is still faithful. He is still on the throne and he is still good. 
And mamas, we can trust him with the hearts of our boys. One last thing before you go, mamas, if you have your own story of God working in your son's heart, whether it's his physical heart or whether it's his spiritual heart, I would love to hear from you and I'd love to hear some of your stories. Feel free to email me at laurie at lauriechristine.com. It's L-A-U-R-I-E at lauriechristine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot com. And I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear your stories about how God is working in your own boys' hearts. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 52 of Redeeming the Chaos. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources that will help you raise courageous boys, go to redeemingthechaos.com. 